0: And I'm very happy today that we have as our guest Janice Swale, who is a shamanic healing practitioner. Welcome, Janice.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you.
0: I'm very glad to have you here. This is something that I have a little experience with, and we'll talk about that at some point. But before we do, why don't you tell our audience what shamanism is and and what you you offer.
1: Okay, I shall. I'll do my best. Historically, shamanism goes back to over 100,000 years on the planet Earth. Um, the word shaman is a t- Tungus word that comes from Mongolia, uh, those who see in the dark, beyond this reality. And shamanism has uh, helped people around our planet for, for so many years. Um, by um, making people whole again through many traumas, we uh, <clears throat> we, dip, we fragment and the shaman brings back wholeness to the person. Um, there's many things that a shaman does. Uh, the original shamans were, were the medicine people of the village and people would go to the shamans to help with uh, anything personal, but also as it relates to the group, the plants, farming, um, uh, soul retrieval from trauma, possible extraction work from something that was taken on that's not theirs. So there are many different things that the shaman does. Also, utilizing ceremonies, uh, it's always incorporating the help of the spirits.
0: Well, shamans—shamans have been around, as you say, for thousands of years, and they're like medicine men. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Well, the Native Americans. Well, medicine people. Medicine people, absolutely, because the first shamans were women
0: and where would they have been where would the first ones have come from what area of the world would they have been
1: well shamanic practices are all over the globe but the word shaman comes from mongolia so, so that's two,
0: where you're tracing it to at this moment yeah
1: yes especially since one of my teachers uh, brought the core work back to the west from from mongolia that was my
0: so if I come to a shaman and say I've got a problem here, what does ha- what ca- what would happen in that situation?
1: Well, first of all, I don't call myself a shaman because I was not born through the lineage of a shaman's family. I call right. myself a shamanic practitioner.
0: Practitioner, and, yes.
1: Right, and um, what would happen is that you would. Tell me what's going on with you, the patterns that keep reoccurring, that don't feel healthy to you, that don't uh, that don't um, contribute to your happiness, to your health. So you would tell me the patterns that are going on. Mm -hmm.
0: And what they were and and what how, how would you then help them? How would you help me?
1: Well, for the most part, there's a, there are a couple of things to do. There's what's called extraction work. If something is not, is, is recurring over and over again, uh, a negative pattern, possibly an addiction, I would go into a state of, uh, a trance state. Right. And I would be able to diagnose you with my my hands and I see in the dark, so I would be able to see things and I would actually extract them and put them outside of you in a body of water. So that's what what
0: does it it look like to you, what does it look like to you when you say you see something in the dark and you see something, what are you seeing it abstractly or very, very real?
1: It depends. Sometimes I see events that occurred in someone's life. I actually see a scene right. that might have happened, or I might see something that you know, does, I, I know does not belong there. Sometimes we see forms of insects, sick animals, things that you know they do not belong in person's body. And so it, it, it right, depends right. on the person, it depends on the day, it depends on the situation. But when I speak to the spirit helpers, the ones that come to help, they know that I'm doing extraction work. So what I see does not belong there. So it could, it look many right. different now, when, when,
0: Right, so when you're able to, to take something and extract it, It's not painful. Like when you say extraction, one thinks of a dentist. And I don't think you're saying that. It's not a painful extraction.
1: It's energy. It's energy. And many times somebody will feel relieved, a lightness of being in Right. They will feel it. Some people don't feel it. Some people don't feel it. But many people feel something leaving them, and they feel better as a result of that. They could relax. Right. the nervous system is more relaxed after that. Some people cry. You know, there's, there's a release.
0: Energetic release.
1: An energetic release. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you studied this. How, how, did you, how did you come in touch with it? What was the, f- the first experience you had with it?
1: Well, first I was initiated by Lakota, a shamanic uh, culture, a tribe, here in the United States. Um, And I started to do ceremonies with them. They invited me to do ceremonies with them. It's a shamanic culture. It's not the Mongolian traditional core work. It's uh, a different shamanic culture. But it's always working with the spirits ceremonially. And so that was the beginning of my work with a shamanic culture. I was if given I, I asked,
0: how did you get to that position where someone with the, the tribe would invite you?
1: It was through a friend. You never know how spirits come to you and, and guide you. You know. Right. and, this, and as a child I only Uh, uh, read books about indigenous cultures or autobiographies. I was very fascinated with the tribal people. And so So you were already
0: started on your journey.
1: I started on my journey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As a a child reading those books. Yes.
1: As a child. Yeah. African books and native American books, especially. Right. Right. So I so a friend invited me, and I said yes immediately. And I was blessed to be part of a Sundance ceremony by the Lakota people, the Oglala uh, tribe of the Lakota. And so I started to receive visions, and with visions, uh, the medicine people invited me to do more ceremonies with them. It was the doorway in, right. And So that was one part of my shamanic upbringing.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And then the next was that I decided to go to school for uh, shamanism. And the the school was the foundation of shamanic studies with Michael Horner. So I started to study the core foundation from Mongolia at the same time as doing the Lakota ceremonies. I became a sun dancer for seven years with the Lakota tribe. And so I studied, plus I had my own experience of merging with the spirit helpers.
0: Um, And how did it, how did you feel about it? mean, obviously you liked it, you stayed with it, Um, but did you feel it helped you?
1: well i felt like i needed help and i didn't even know why or how i was just very very often in pain emotional pain so my first uh visit to the reservation pine ridge when i was invited to the sundance ceremony as soon as the drums started my heart opened and i i cried for days so So, you knew you
0: were in the right place
1: I knew I was in the right place. I knew I was in the right place. So I I continued to follow that path for my own healing.
0: Yes, yes, that's wonderful.
1: And then when I was introduced to Michael Horner and the shamanic journeying, I, uh, I met my spirit helpers as I teach people to do now. During the pandemic, I've helped a lot of people um, journey, learn how to
0: journey. Let's talk about that for a little more because you don't know this, but I have that same experience of going on a journey and of finding my, as I was told at the time, and it may vary by teachers, my animal, the animal who was going to be my teacher. Now, is it usual that we talk about an animal as, as the helper or? What, well, or
1: everyone, it... It, yeah, in shamanism, when you're born create a great spirit gives you an animal to be your well, best. That's,
0: fascin- that's yes. fascinating because what I discovered it, and, and the way I experienced this, and let's see if it, it matches with things that you know about is I was told to go into this sem- semi trance, whatever you call it, and, and just look and see who came and the, the animal that came the most was my guide. and. For all the time, a polar bear came, kept coming wow. and coming. That's and what cute. was interesting to me in terms of you know, sort of locking in that this is actual and, and, and has something to do with me, for many years before that, I had been collecting pictures and little polar bears, little, you know, stone polar bears. Wow. So yeah. I had already been yeah. going for that. And once it was, you know, reinforced, was fascinating. Does that f- seem to be something that people experience?
1: It does happen to many people. They're drawn to a certain animal. They have pictures of owls all over their house, and they have no idea why. So, right, right. So we call it the uh the mystery, the great mystery. It works in our right. lives, even not being... Uh, consciously aware of it but it comes to many Mm -hmm. people in different forms just because they're they're connected they just have a connection and they don't even know it so then when you learn how to journey to the lower world to meet your animal spirit many times it's that animal that you had been drawn to your whole life and yes
0: well yes it was mine now, I went on journeys for specific reasons to get answers. Is that the other, another piece that you do with people?
1: Well, the, for the purpose of journeying, there are many reasons to journey, but what the spirit helpers afford us is wisdom, knowledge, and healing. So you okay. can, because they're seeing, um, they're seeing life here in this reality that we're living in from a different perspective, usually a higher perspective. So not as in,
0: limited as we.
1: Not as limited, no. So they, they get to, if what, upon our asking, they get to share with us some wisdom and knowledge and healing. I've had tremendous healings from the spirit helpers, like instant healings So So I I
0: experienced a number of those. And then what I want to talk about for a second is the last, well, not the last, but the time that, that led me to what I'm doing today. Because after my careers had changed and everything was, I was looking for what to do. I went, well, I might as well ask. And so I went to in the journey and my bear came to me. And I kind of went, you know, okay, Bear, what am I supposed to do? Thinking I'd get a whole plan, you know, some kind of, almost (laughs) like a proposal. And the bear said one word, radio. (laughs) And I went, that's not, I didn't expect that. And I don't know what what to do with that. And I came out and thought about it. And then I talked to my older daughter who lives in California and told her about it. I said, but I don't think any radio station gonna hire me. I did radio in college and that was 50 years before that. I said I haven't done radio work for 50 years, so no one radio station is gonna hire me. And she said to me Dad, you don't need a radio station anymore. You have to have podcasts. And now you see what happened. I'm doing podcasts.
1: I'm so but happy that was to the, I'm so that was happy the wonderful advice
0: that. that I got.
1: Yes, it's it, it's really miraculous, and when we're born into this culture, we have no idea that's available to us. And well, so- that's
0: completely foreign, really, truly foreign. It's not taught anywhere in the in the general education field. No. And and if and if I was as a child said I can I speak to bears, that I would have had a lot of problems.
1: Right. <laughs> You'd be, you'd fit into the category of, the, uh, of probably being a misfit or right. something, yes. you know? <laughs> but during the pandemic, um, when it first, the lockdown first hit, I performed pipe ceremonies for people online. I have had as many as 45, 50 people joining me for ceremonies because people needed a lot of emotional help.
0: We all do during this time. Tell us more about a pipe ceremony. What is that helping? How is that working?
1: Well, that um, comes through the uh, Lakota people, the tribal people and the uh, Chanupa, which is a sacred pipe was given to them by a spirit called White Buffalo Calf Maiden. And she brought this to the people in their time of suffering. So we use the Chanupa to pray it's a means of sending our prayers up to Creator, so that Creator can hear and feel our prayers and bring blessings back. So it was very, very helpful to people when there was So somebody... when you say,
0: use the pipe, do you actually, is it lit and does the smoke go
1: up? Is that part? Yeah, of it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, uh, like I said, it's a very sacred instrument um, there are two pieces, the bowl and the stem, and they're put together right. and they represent the masculine and the feminine, you know, as we believe the microcosm and the macrocosm, the feminine. And when we put it together, we're able to smoke and send our prayers up in, in uh, what's called chinshasa, which is red willow bark. It's lovely, dogwood. lovely. Yeah. It is a very beautiful uh, ceremony. I perform it upon request. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: yes. Is, that, is that willow bark? red willow bark, is that also a tea? I
1: um, think I've heard it's of a, that as a tea. It's an herb so you can use it as a, i I've never used red willow bark as a tea. I've used sage um, as a tea and uh, osha root as a tea, but it probably can be used as a tea as well. It's also called dogwood.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So you did yeah. these online, have you, are you still doing this or have you just do um, a few no, at I the was beginning?
1: The very beginning, very beginning when people were very, very freaked out, they didn't know what to do with themselves, you know, uh, right. so they needed, to, they needed to be together and send prayers together, just for help. We always ask for right. help, not knowing exactly, we still don't know exactly what to ask for, but you know, help Help is a good general, because the spirits nice. hear us.
0: <laughs> and let the spirit decide what that help is gonna look like.
1: Exactly, we never know when we ask never. for help.
0: And today, and if, if somebody, saying, I'm sorry,
1: then I started. Do you to still te-
0: work with people in- to teach? What, what are you teaching?
1: Well, the, the the mothers started to ask me to teach their children how to journey. Really. Yes.
0: How wonderful! It
1: was. It was. It's still a very beautiful experience to work with children. In this.
0: What age children you have you worked? Well. With?
1: I've worked with six-year-olds, wow, eight-year-olds, 10, 12, 14, and 20.
0: That's amazing. I, I kind of think, but I don't know if that's accurate or not, that the younger group would be more open to it because they are more fanciful, at least I seem to, and they don't get into the judgment as much as a teenager might be judging. So I'm surprised yeah. to hear that someone of a 14 would be doing it
1: um he was trying yes he did it he had very nice experiences he didn't stick with it as much as the younger and the 20 year old because he's into sports a lot you know they're very busy um but the other ones they really loved it the younger children and what takes an adult 10 minutes to achieve takes children three minutes
0: yes yes well children i mean I've had the experience with my own children, and other people have talked about this too, that when they're very young, some of the things they say indicate that they're in touch with the other world, with the, with the, you know, the world we forget about, and also you know, talk about it as though they were still part of that world.
1: Well, the, when they journey, they don't doubt anything. Right. They, they have no doubt that what they saw was real, whereas adults, you know, for the most part, they will always question and doubt. So it's easy to work with children because they have a, a direct revelation, direct experiences with their spirit helpers, and they just come back and say it as a matter of fact.
0: Yes, yes, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So you have
0: been doing that and you continue to work with people if they want you to, I take it.
1: Well, this I've also been trained to teach. I'm a certified teacher uh, by Sandra Ingerman. She's a a great, well-known shamanic practitioner. So I'm certified to teach and I'm also certified to do what's called shamanic counseling, one-on-one, with uh, individuals that want my input uh, to ask the most powerful, appropriate question for them to their spirit helpers. And I drum for them and then they come back and we discuss the answers that they received. That sounds,
0: sounds fascinating.
1: I love it. I love it. I love I, I feel so blessed to be a witness. Yes. To so many, um, magical experiences that people have been having.
0: Yeah. Well, also, this is the time. I mean, we all have, in you know, a way more time to do something like this. And we, it would seem that we would need this because we're in, in, in pressure, under pressure, under stress, not knowing really what the future has for us. Although, you know, some days it seems like we're moving in the right direction. But we still don't know the end of this issue that we're dealing with. So to have some input from outside would sound wonderful.
1: It's been very, very soothing and cathartic for people because there's so much uncertainty in our world right now that they get, right. um, they, they feel m- more grounded um, and also elevated at the same time by interacting with beings of very high frequency that carry so much compassion and love for them. So they feel very comforted by interacting with their spiritual helpers, so.
0: In the area of comfort, and I know this has come through many times in various ways, what would you say right now is the message that is coming in whatever form, in various forms, about the situation we find ourselves in? Uh,
1: Well, I'm a simple person. So, because things seem very complex at times right now. Uh, What I keep coming back to is nurture yourself, be present with yourself, uh, find what your needs are, trust yourself, as opposed to, of course, we're all looking out and praying for the survival of humanity and our great earth, beautiful planet. But right now, I think everybody is um, looking to uh, inward, to be present with themselves. I think it's a very important time for that because um, there's many... Everybody is being questioned right now what to do with their lives, where to go, how to explore a higher meaning for ourselves right now when we don't know uh, what's going to happen in the world. So the message is to, for me personally, I'm exploring my heart, my mind, the congruency, Of my body, you know, pay attention and be present with yourself.
0: Well, that's a very, very important. To you say words, be present. And one of the things that you know our society did not encourage was being present. We'd be so busy running that we never were present. And now we have had time to slow down. Maybe not the best of of times, but time to slow down. And to ask those questions and to maybe get help. I would think it'd be a great time to ask. Spirit guides, help me. What 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 is my purpose? What is my purpose here?
1: I think you got an agreement there. With yes, your I animal. got
0: agreement from an animal here. <laughs> Hold on one second while I do something.
1: I like that. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: We have animals all all around us in one form or another. <laughs> well, I have a wonderful dog who wants, who wants to tell somebody something, but I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the right thing right now. Anyway, um, we are almost at the end of this wonderful conversation. Thank you. So, as I mentioned to you before, uh, I need you to tell people, if people are listening and, 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 and as fascinated as I am with what you're doing, uh, they might want to get in touch with you. What would be the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh,
1: my email? is starluta, S-T-A-R-L-U-T-A at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Say that one more time so people can get it.
1: S-T-A-R-L-U-T-A starluta at gmail.com.
0: All right. That's a good one. Uh, Can you tell us what that means?
1: Oh, in Lakota, it means red star.
0: Red star. Red okay. Star, star Luta. Yeah. Wonderful. That yeah. um, well, yeah. Janice, mm-hmm. you have really been intru- intuitive and helpful and letting people know about another piece of good, what I call good news, what there's out there, something that we can yeah. all you know, link into and get some, some sustenance and some, some support. And I thank you for that.
1: Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Tom. I do teach group classes. Right. And also I have an ongoing Tuesday, 7 p.m., a song class and journey class. No, right. that's
0: wonderful. That's and wonderful.
1: Thank you. All right. Well,
0: hopefully many people will get involved and be interested. Oh,
1: and also I've been doing the healings remotely by Zoom. I Zoom healing. Discuss- and-
0: Zoom, Zoom days.
1: <laughs> it's actually quite powerful without being present with one another physically. The spirits are working very powerfully over Zoom.
0: Right. Well, energy seems to come through. I've been noticing it doing these podcasts and in a couple of other Zoom meetings that I've had that the energetic sense is there and it's, it's not lost. Yeah, so absolutely. I felt it today with you, definitely. And I'm sure yeah. our listeners will feel it. So I thank, thank you so much for doing this with me. And I thank my audience for listening to The Heart of Healing, The Healer's Journey.
1: Thank you, Tom. My gratitude.